Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm excited to have you with us today and our very special guest, a dear friend of mine. Um, This is someone who knows what it's like to go through hard times and you're going to hear from her just how hard those times are. I'm not just talking about like I slipped on the grass in the park today, okay? This is going to be hugely inspirational, hugely encouraging for you as we learn how to be unique in the way that we are resilient and following what God has for us to do. So welcome to the show, my friend and author of the book, Standing Strong, Tina Brandau. Such a pleasure to have you with us today. Katie, I always love spending time with you and hanging out and talking to your community is just fantastic. Thank you for being here. We need to know your story. I've already alluded to it. Folks are probably wondering what in the world. So give us the short story of how you got to be the coach and speaker and author that you are today uh, and those special message that you have. Wow. So how I got to be here was not by anything that I did. It was something that happened to me. So I actually was training for a marathon, something that you never would imagine I would do, but I was training for a marathon. I actually used to joke that I would run after an ice cream truck and that would be about it. But I was training for a marathon. And while I was training, an unbelievable thing happened. A tree snapped, fell, and hit me while I was running, leaving me at 40 years old with the functioning of a three-year-old child. Literally overnight, I went from having every dream in my life that I ever wanted to not being able to walk, talk, or feed myself. And that is from where I've come back. First of all, I survived the accident, miracle number one. Number two, I've come back. And number three, I've learned so very much through this process. Mm. Yeah. And I've read the book, Standing Strong, so I know your story and just how many details are in that quick little synopsis that you just gave. But in all of this, the Lord has given you this message of resilience that has really helped you create a brand that not only stands strong, but stands out in the marketplace. Talk to us about what that word resilience means for you and how you're sharing it with the world today. When you said that, I got goosebumps. The words (laughs) resilient to me means everything because it is how you become unstoppable at becoming what's possible in your life. And that's part of why the tagline of my book is the real life story of overcoming adversity and becoming unstoppable in life and business because we can be unstoppable. Oftentimes we're stopped by our circumstances or our thoughts. And the reality is you don't have to be. I was functioning like a three-year-old and they told me, the doctors told me you would never be better. They were wrong. The doctors then said to me, congratulations, you're functioning like a seven-year-old. You've reached MMI. I had no idea what MMI meant. It's maximum medical improvement. You're as good as you're going to get. And I was a little bit sassy. Okay, just in case you can't tell, I was a real sassy seven-year-old and I was functioning like a seven-year-old. And I said, you don't know me and you don't know my God. Mm. I'm coming back. And that is what I had to learn to do in my resilient whole process. I call it a journey because it's a resiliency journey that I went on. And gosh, Is it easy? No. 
I had been very fortunate to know a lot about high performance and a lot about goal setting and a lot about how to achieve things in life. But the harsh reality of it is after my accident, what I knew to do no longer worked for me. It was not doable for me. I was not functioning at a level that I could do that. So I had to make it my own and reframe it. And really what got me through all of it was knowing that I survived and God had purpose for me. He had purpose for me and he wanted me to do something with this. I could have sat and wallowed and nobody would have blamed me. Nobody would have blamed me. In fact, many people tried to wallow me into stopping because it's so bad. It's so hard. It's so rough. You're going through so much. Yes, all those things were true. But I also knew that I wanted to be me again. And I believed with every fiber of my being that I did not go through this for nothing. God had a plan and a purpose in it. And that is what really drove me back to where I am today. If you're listening to this or if you happen to be watching on one of our video channels, I'd love for you to comment down below because I know Tina and I are not the only ones who feel like this is hard, right? Maybe you didn't have a traumatic brain injury like she did. Maybe you haven't had to start over from nothing in a foreign country like I did, but I know that there's hard in different areas of different people's life and God uses each of those. Um, Tina, no matter what kind of hard we're in, the thing that you said there was, I knew I had purpose and I knew that God was not done with me yet. And I want to bring that out for those that are listening or watching because, you know, in our business at the Flamingo Advantage, we always say, if you're still here, it's because you have a message. God has something for you to do, someone that you still need to impact. That's why you're still here today. And that's become sort of one of the big pieces of you as well. I know you're speaking on all kinds of stages this year. You've, you've come back from the corporate and then the accident to being in corporate and leading corporate teams. And again, uh, doing corporate coaching, uh, doing all kinds of this high performance stuff. And now to be a speaker and an author with such a busy schedule. And you're starting this new group of leaders are readers, which I think is just amazing, but I don't know how you do it all. What is the way? Like, how do we work our way back from that hard spot to living that victorious, strong life as you're doing today? So when you are getting through a hard time, and it's not just the hard stuff, it's the scary stuff too. Maybe it's a great new thing you're going to do and you're just feeling stuck in that moment. See, where I was, I was incapable of doing the big next thing. So I had to break it down simplistically. And that is the key. I can have you create big, hairy, audacious goals and huge visions and all these huge steps in life. But where we get our traction is through the micro movements that we make. And I'll give you an example of what I had to do. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they have little plastic cups that have little plastic peas in them. And I had a pair of these little plastic tweezers. And my job was to take those peas from the plastic cup and move it from one cup to the other cup. Some days I would spend eight hours moving one single pea. Some days I could move 20 peas in an hour. I had to do it one step at a time, one pea at a time. We tend to try to do everything at once because we have to get it all done. And all that does is create overwhelm for us. 
So if you can visualize where you're going and you can take that next tiny logical step, you stay in momentum. And that is how you get through anything and everything with the full knowing that you are going to where you're supposed to be going. That is the key to being resilient is constant momentum. Constant momentum. So, so good. And it all starts though with that decision to be resilient, right? First I decide, and then it's the action that is the constant momentum, the one step at a time. Uh, we tell people the next right step, right? It does You don't have to see the whole thing. You don't have to even know exactly where you're going to end up. It's just that next one step at a time. And that really is, I think, the sum of resilience. It's that constant momentum. You and I were talking before we started recording today. You know, we've had some struggles in our business lately, right? And like, but what are you going to do? We're not going to quit. Or if we are, it's just for today and tomorrow we're back at it, right? Because those who quit don't win and those who win don't quit. And that is this idea of, of constant momentum. All right, that didn't work. What's next? You know, that's not ready yet. Let's perfect it. How do we do that? What's the next step, right? And so, so important, I think, whether you're overcoming some sort of a health problem or a a physical disability like you've had, or building a business, all of those things have in common that idea of uh, winners don't quit, be resilient, make that momentum one step at a time. I think, Katie, the biggest shift for me from my successful career life into my recovery and now as an entrepreneur, the biggest shift for me was that failure was never an option in the corporate world. You failed, you lost your job. Failure wasn't a thing. My recovery process, I failed a million times over. I couldn't move the peas. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't do so much. And in the entrepreneurial space, that's true too. And so I think the biggest shift for me and my mindset was going from failure is fatal to failure is learning in action. And I don't ascribe to failure makes you a failure. It is failing and failing. Think about it like this. If you fall flat on your face, if you face plant falling forward, you're still going forward. You're better than you were before you started. And I think when you get to that place where you view it as lessons learned and opportunities to tweak and pivot, I call myself now the pivot queen because I had to learn to pivot over and over and over because what I knew didn't work anymore. I had to relearn it. And the thing that I will say to all of your listeners, and you know, I've said this to you a million times as well, my dear friend, adults are just so weird. We are. I was functioning like a child, hanging out with adults, learning them, watching them. And the things we do and say to ourselves is just unbelievable. Most importantly, we overcomplicate everything. So simplicity is your friend. And now I know this intimately having lived through it, but I still have to tell myself every single day, keep it simple, keep it simple, keep it simple. And when you do, the tough stuff that you're in just doesn't feel as tough anymore. When you take away the complication, it's so much easier to move forward. Mm. Keep it simple, fail forward. Keep that momentum up. Keep going. You can do this, right? My dad used to say, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly until you can do it better. That's beautiful. 
And I think that that's this idea of, of resilience and, you know, why do I keep doing this if it keeps not working? Well, we keep doing it because it's worth doing. And if it's worth doing, it's worth doing, period. And we will get better the more that we do it, right? So, so important. And Katie, I think we also set really high expectations for ourselves. Sometimes the next thing we can, yeah, I mean, all most high achieving people set really high expectations. And what we have to know is that is our goal. That is where we want to be, but we don't get there overnight. And it's okay to ascend to that. It's okay to grow into that as long as we're growing, as long as we're continuing that path. You know, if I would have compared myself to any other adult around me, any other one, I would have never celebrated moving one P to a cup. Never would I have celebrated. I would have thought, I can't walk like them. I can't talk like them. I can't do like them. I can't. I don't have my career anymore. I don't have. I don't have. I can't. I can't. I can't. That's where I would have been. Instead, I threw my hands in the air and celebrated every last stinking P that I moved because I truly was joyful that I moved forward. Mm -hmm. And as long as we will stay focused on our own movements forward, we will be 100% perfectly in alignment with what we're supposed to be doing. I love that. Celebrating those wins. And again, for the listeners in our audience, what's your win? What have you had lately? Not the things you didn't get done, not the things you didn't achieve. What's something you have done that you're proud of that you count a win? Leave a comment for us if you would down below. We'd love to hear and celebrate with you. Tina, you have bounced back so beautifully. And I love the way that you share that story in the book, the way that you're sharing it on stages now and continue to inspire and to pour into people through what you've learned in your journey. I know that you have uh, ways to connect with you and get your book over at successcoachingsolutions.com. And we'll have these links in our show notes for folks. Um, but we also have your new membership that you're doing, leadersarereaders.com. And I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about what folks can expect as they join that Leaders Are Readers group with you. Wow, that is, this is like lighting me up. This is so important to me because I'll tell you something else about adults. We don't do good at connecting with each other. It is so lonely sometimes as an entrepreneur, as a leader. So I'm creating a space where people can come together and grow together. I'm creating a space that we will read the books that I call the masters, the things that I've studied for years and decades. We're going to come together and we're going to read them and we're going to talk about them and implement them and grow in a community of other people who will lift each other up because you've heard me say this over and over, a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's what this is about is creating. I want to create a space. This is my dream to create a space that when you walk in, you feel like you stepped into cheers and everyone shouts your name. I want you to be norm. I want you to come in my world and I want you to hang out with some really awesome, amazing people while we read books, we talk about them and we grow and we grow and we grow. I don't ever want to stop growing. And I have a very selfish reason for wanting to make this a book club. My brain didn't work. And with every ounce of fiber in my being, I never want another person to have a brain that doesn't function. Mm -hmm. I want them to come together and to read because reading is the number one way to make sure your brain stays sharp. And I don't want anyone to experience what I did ever in this life. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for the work that you do and for sharing it with us here today. Those of you that are listening, we'd love for you to connect with Tina Brandau, her book, Standing Strong, her new uh, membership for readers, readers leadersarereaders.com. 
And again, we'll have those in the show notes. Tina, thank you so much for sharing your time and your passion with us today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Can I add one little thing? I believe that the biggest challenge we all face in this life is to become what's possible. And my wish for everyone listening to this right now is to become unstoppable at becoming what's possible in your life as well. Unstoppable at what is possible for you. Thank you, my friends. Remember your message matters. Someone out there needs it. Go be unstoppable with it. We'll talk soon. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.